0: Hey, everybody, welcome to episode five of our podcast, Innovating the Industrial World. I'm your host, John King, CEO of Cross Company. I'm here with my good friends, Cole and Akash. You may look a little familiar. We were here in episode one. Um, we're talking about an introduction to vehicle electrification. Today, we're going to talk about some really cool stuff we're doing with uh, energy mapping and, and duty cycle characterization. But before we get into that, why don't you introduce yourselves to folks?
1: Yep, my name is Cole Koster. I'm an electrification engineer with the Mobile Systems Integration Group at Cross.
2: Hi, my name is Akash Haidar. I'm also an electrification engineer with the Mobile Systems Integration Group at Cross. So, Akash,
0: why don't you remind us a little bit about episode one, about why people are electrifying their off-highway vehicles and some of the vehicles that we do.
2: Yeah, we'd love to. So, uh, last episode we spoke about you know why people are going electrify you know the electrify the electrified route, and you know what are the benefits you really get from going into electrification. So, um, one of the big benefits are you have lower operating costs, you'll have higher uptime, and you'll have zero emissions. Um, This will allow you to operate in areas where, you know, local areas are bringing regulations to prevent operation of low horsepower, 25 and below horsepower combustion engines. And in those areas, electrification will really benefit some customers because they'll be able to keep on operating their business how they were previously. Um, Cole, I mean, do you have any benefits that could kind of relate to, you know, tangible things like, you know, vibration or noise? Yeah,
1: yeah. So obviously with an electric machine, noise is greatly reduced. That increases safety. You can communicate with your coworkers. You can work in residential areas, either early in the morning or late at night, um, and also just less maintenance because it's this more simplified machine. So yeah,
0: maintenance. Yeah, no oil changes, all that kind of. Yeah,
1: less downtime, less time in the shop, and more uptime to do actual work.
0: Don't have to change oils and filters on batteries and...
2: Yeah, we've and when we've had customers come to us telling us, you know, hey, you know, previously we'd have this you know, loud motor, loud engine running next to us, and now, you know, we can hear our coworkers. We don't need walkie-talkies necessarily to communicate, and it just creates a much safer work environment for customers.
0: So a lot of the vehicles we're working on, things like uh, street sweepers, beckos, all that kind of thing, they're doing work, and we are—they get there on site. Typically, it is with an over-the-road kind of a diesel engine or something along those, or an internal combustion engine. And then when we get there, that's when we start the electrification. That's when we start working in the electrical world and yeah. and some of the work that we do. So. Back in episode one, we talked about all the different things that drive why we're doing it, what we're doing it, the batteries you need, the uh, motors you need. If you want to go back and check that out, you probably should. But what's interesting is we talked about 48 volt, 96 volt, 300 volt, all the different kind of power needs. And one of the things that we're doing some really cool stuff now with energy mapping and trying to figure out uh, what, how much power something needs, because that matters, right? So let's talk a little bit about that. One some, one, some of the cool things we're doing, but why do you need to know how much power you use?
1: So a lot of the time with our current customers, they don't really know how the machine is used. They have an idea, but they don't know how long it's used, you know, week by week, or what you're actually doing with the machine, how much power it's consuming with that internal combustion engine. So our idea is to get an insight into that to log data on the current machine. That way we can actually get an outlook on how to size properly the battery and the motor, you know, to reduce the cost of that that battery.
2: Yeah, with these electrified systems, the batteries is typically the largest cost. And... If you are working off of, you know, off the napkin kind of calculation as to how much power is needed or, you know, hey, my operator uses this machine, you know, once a day, you don't really get an idea of how much power that exactly is. So it's very easy to oversize a battery, which would result in a lot higher costs.
1: Or undersize.
2: Or even undersize. Mm-hmm. Right. So, I mean, you know, by metering our machines, we can get an idea of an accurate duty cycle for, you know, how the customer uses it, where it's going to be used, the climate's going to be used. And that way we can spec an appropriate system for the end user.
0: Yeah, because we may talk to a design engineer, one of our customers, or a product manager, and they're using a, I use a 20 horsepower diesel engine so uh that's on board. So I need the equivalent of 20 horsepower. But we find out sometimes they don't exactly use that, right? Because yep. they may have oversized that diesel engine. It may have been easier to go from a, you know, it may have been pretty cheap to go from a 15 horsepower to a 20 horsepower.
2: Yeah. So yeah, typically, uh, you know, horsepower has been pretty cheap with internal combustion, you know. A difference between a 15 or 20 horsepower engine is almost negligible but you know the difference between you know a 10 kilowatt hour battery pack and a 50 kilowatt hour battery pack is quite significant and
1: large cost yep so we can greatly reduce that by actually getting an actual power estimate on how the machine is actually used to reduce that cost
0: and it also makes a big difference when you're choosing between a 48 volt system a 96 volt system or if you want to go to really high power a three or high voltage, 300-volt system, right?
2: Yeah, like in the previous episode, you know, when you start moving to those higher voltages, you're going to have to do some more, um, you know, things with thermal management and really, you know, taking care of the battery pack. When um, you're on a a lower voltage system, if we can make one work for you, um, you know, there's a lot less cost associated with safety and with thermal management. So, you know, by really understanding how the machine is used, we can really save our customers when it comes to the system.
0: Yeah, because we say all the time, nothing's impossible, just some things are more expensive than others. But when it comes to power and expense, then our customers might not be able to sell that, uh, machine to their. Customers. Yeah,
1: if they want to use a high power machine all day, only on battery power, we can do that, but it will cost you a lot of money. Um, so, but if we see a machine like that, you know, we could typically recommend, okay, we know how much power you're using. It can be battery electric, but we could also steer them to some type of hybrid setup too, where they can get a mixture of both and get kind of the best of both worlds. Right.
0: But you said something that's pretty key. We know how much power you're using. So, how do we, what are we doing now to figure out how much power you're using? Because it might not be 15 or 20 horsepower. So, Tell us a little bit about what we're doing to figure that out, to do the energy mapping, to characterize what that whole duty cycle is.
1: So our biggest thing is just data logging the machine. So we have a data logging suite where we have sensors and an actual small computer that logs data. We'll go onto the machine. We'll talk to the customer set up either like a a one-day type test or it could be multi-week long. Um, We'll go to the machine. We'll uh, apply the sensors on and we'll essentially just log the data for a certain amount of time to to pull the power
0: and what kind of sensors are we using
2: so we 're using things like pressure transducers, um, you know flow sensors we'll also even on more sophisticated machines we'll also even tap in the can bus to kind of pull data from the current engine that's there. Um, some of our customers are sophisticated enough that they'll already have pressure transducers and all of the sensors we need, so you know we can get a really large picture as to how the current machine is being used. And by recording all that data ahead of time, you know, whether we can do something with it or not, we at least have the data so that way we can plug it into our analysis and then we can look at trends of that data. We can figure out, you know, oh, between the hours of 1 and 4 p.m., the machine was used a lot heavily, a lot more heavily than in the morning, you know, and probably find some correlation between that and, you know, the temperature of the work environment or maybe, you know, the, you know, the amount of sun the machine is getting. And so, you know, there are a lot of factors that can really affect the duty cycle of the machine and so by, Recording all the data points that we can for the customer. We'll have the most data for our analysis And then we can give a really accurate estimate for them.
1: which not only helps our energy mapping efforts We can also influence the control scheme too.
2: Yeah, by recording all that data We can get an idea like we'll get insights as to how we can maybe possibly automate partially automate the customer's process Or in the event where their current process is too energy intensive We could point them in a direction where they could maybe refine their process to make it more appropriate for um, a more inexpensive electrification solution. That'd be pretty cool. So, as I re- recall,
0: when you were, you know, when we're powering something hydraulically now, that power that people are using is usually is in the pressure of the hydraulic fluid, right? And yeah. It's pressure forcing through it there, and the pressure and flow, right? That's what everything means. So, you may spec, some, you know, we may have a machine right now that's using a fifteen or twenty horsepower engine driving a hydraulic pump. It can go up to three thousand psi or five thousand psi. Um, but it may not all the time, exactly. right? And Definitely. the flow may be different. So, what is that? What we're measuring?
1: Typically, yeah, for a hydraulic system, we'll measure that. But like Akash said, we'll also measure engine data, so we can see the the continuous power directly from the engine over the CAN bus. Um, but for hydraulics, yeah, it's pressure and flow.
2: Yeah, in the case in the case of uh, replacing um, a. Diesel engine with a prime, doing a prime mover replacement, replacing the diesel engine with electric motor. Typically, it's great to get information directly from that diesel engine to get an idea what it's what it's doing. Um, in the case of replacing a hydraulic system with an electric system, um, you know we're trying to directly replace uh, you know psi and you know gallons per minute with volts and amps. And so in that case, um, you know it's great to look directly at the hydraulic unit. In either case, it is great to look at the hydraulic unit because there are losses associated between that, you know, the coupling between the engine and the the, the pump. It's very minimal, but by looking directly at the hydraulics, we can get an idea of you know what exactly What's is being mm-hmm. um, and how that's being used. Um and we could possibly yeah, even well. redesign parts of the system hydraulically since you know at Cross, we not only do we do work in electrification, but we also do have expertise in hydraulics. Mm-hmm. And so um by combining the two, we can you know end up with a much more efficient system for our end user.
0: That's awesome. So, what are a couple of examples that we've been doing lately? Because I know you guys, we've been talking about some really cool stuff we're doing lately.
2: So, one of the
1: projects we've done is a commercial industrial pressure washer trailer. So, it essentially is like a, a high power pressure washer that you use on construction sites or sewer systems or things like that, um, where they, you know, they told us uh, an idea of the pressure and flow of what they think it's going to be. Um, we actually went on site and metered it and got you know exact numbers and a better idea of duty cycle too, so we can actually scale and you know size the battery correctly.
0: That's cool. Was it different than what we thought?
1: Uh, yeah, the the battery was much smaller than we thought we need, but it was like the the actual energy, but the power was larger. So Very we actually cool. need a higher higher
2: voltage.
0: Got it. Mm-hmm. That's awesome.
2: And so those are the kind of benefits you get by doing the machine metering. It's like in this case, we this is a short term test. You know, we um, we were out there for one day. We went there, plugged up the system with our sensors hooked into whatever can data they had from the engine, and we able to get a short-term you know, idea of how much power, how much you know, sheer power they need. Um, we also have cases where we, you know, we're long-term monitoring. We, you know, um, we go and set up the machine and the system, and we let it sit on the field for a couple days and really get some trends as to how it's being used.
1: On that forklift project, we've actually had it for three weeks where we got a great idea of you know, trends, like you said, energy usage per day, and yeah. that, that actually gives us a much larger picture Versus you know a day usage, so we can actually you know attach the the data logging kit and leave it for as long as the customer will allow it. Pull the data off either SD card or, or with you know over Wi-Fi.
0: Cool. So in the forklift deal, what were we what were we measuring?
1: So that's just everything on the forklift. So the hydraulic motors that drove the wheels, but also all of the the cylinders on the the hydraulic manifold.
0: Oh wow, cool! So we were getting pressure, we were getting flow, we were getting we were getting
2: RPM data and that kind yep, of stuff.
1: Yep, yep. Also pulling RPM from the from the engine can bus, so full yep. map of the power and the energy since we did it multi weeks.
2: Yeah, having having the engine can data allows us to basically directly understand how what the RPM of the pump is running, and in some of our systems that are simpler, you know, you can directly correlate that RPM to a flow rate. So, so we
0: can design it for peaks where you're going to have to get a you may have to have a large engine or a large hydraulic pump or whatever, but we can. You know, in electrification system, I think you can design those for a specific peak, but we're going to be operating at this level most of the time.
1: Yeah, one of the steps, you know, a further step we could have done was put a actual GPS tracker on it so you can see where those peaks are. You know, if you see, like, a map of a, a warehouse yard or something, you can see, oh, it climbs a ramp there that's, like, a five-degree slope. You can see, it, you know, the hydraulic motors are peaking right there because they need to get up that ramp. So we could, you know, correlate that back to what's the electric motor need for peak power. That's awesome. Mm-hmm.
0: And so in the short-term one we were talking about, which is the industrial pressure washer, what all were we measuring there?
1: So we were measuring the main pump, so it yeah. actually pressurizes the water, and then it's got a reel on it, which actually extends the the line okay. for the hose. Um, so those were really the main two things. So it was a really simple machine, but like I said, they don't know you know how long they're typically using it for, and then the actual peak and And now we do
0: so so let's talk a little bit about what does it take to do that like how long we obviously need to be with the machine but to do a short-term test like that which i imagine told us a lot right so we're able to spec out a, a good electrification system for that where we can replace the diesel engine the pumps and all that kind of jazz yeah. Um, how long did it take to instrument that and to get that to, to do that test?
1: Uh, I think it was probably half a day to actually install all of the yeah. components, to Relative. actually tap into the hydraulic lines.
2: Yeah, it's a relatively simple system, so you know, it really depends on how complex the customer wants or how how complex the machine is and how it's used. Um, with well, the more complex machines that are lacking the sensors that are needed, um it'll take us longer to outfit the machine with the required sensors. But with simpler machines and with machines that already have, you know, things like pressure transducers and flow rate sensors and you get you up know, and running within an hour. Yeah, within a couple of hours. And and if the engine is already using um you know J nineteen thirty nine, we can directly get torque and estimated, you know, engine power directly from the CAN bus to get, you know, a rough idea as to how much the engine's consuming. Let's still
1: budget a couple of days. Just to you know, maybe a day to, to get everything set up, and then a day to do a full run. But what's cool about
0: that all. is that right now we do a fair number of projects where people will send us a prototype in our mobile technology center, and we get a chance to work with that a lot. But we can go out in the field and do that, right? So we yep. can go. Did we do that in this case? Or yep, both times
1: um, for the forklift and the the Jetter. Um, we we have a kind of a mobile data logger kit with a sensor suite that we can deploy. Or like you said, if we bring it back to our mobile technology center up in Greensboro. We can just log it directly on our laptops.
0: That's do the awesome. same thing, and so we were able to share that data with the customer.
2: Yeah, so we'll we'll go through after we get the data and we'll um, put in our analysis and we'll graph everything and get an idea as to you know um, visually how you know how to present this to a customer. After getting that idea, we can go to a customer the report and tell them, hey, this is what we found from your machine. And here are our next steps for recommending. Yeah, this is design. kind of
0: next level stuff because we were, were asking, okay, what's your duty cycle? And asking, okay, how long do you use it? What's the power? And that kind of jazz. Now we can tell them that, right? Yep. That's awesome.
1: Yeah, now we don't just have, it's 4,000 PSI at 15 GPM. Now we have, this is it throughout the entire day. Doing several different types because of Because a lot of
0: times an engineer will say "Well, write will tell you what the max is that's that peak. they expected a, yeah, for peak.
2: Yeah, that's fine for sizing, you know, a gasoline or internal internal combustion system since you know energy will used to be cheap there. But now once we're moving towards electrification, again batteries are expensive. And it's really important that we take a data driven approach to provide our customers with insights into the machine and their duty cycle.
0: Yeah, so what's the difference? So for as an example, what we may save it's not only our customer because yeah they're paying for it, but they're selling it to their customers. So if they can sell a, a less expensive machine, what's the difference in say a ninety-six volt versus forty-eight volt system? I mean I know it depends, but like if you're going to use two batteries instead of one, those batteries are pretty expensive. Right? I mean, what are I say? mean
1: it could be thirty to fifty percent more in cost yeah. depending on how much energy you actually have.
2: Yeah, once you get to the higher voltage packs, I mean you're looking at adding a whole thermal you know thermal management system to that and. That could even be you know maybe a sixty percent increase in cost right there, so yeah it's it's so it's, it's in the, in the order of thousands of dollars that's huge, saved, you know.
0: plus it gets us a jump start to actually product testing, so once we mm-hmm. get the prototype built now we now we know a little bit more about how it should perform
1: yeah. sizing the battery for what you actually need versus what you think you may need it's it's crucial right. to saving money
0: so like we said in episode one, the batteries are where all the money is <laughs> motors not too bad in fact, yep. a motor's going to run you a lot lot less than a diesel engine, but the battery's going to yep. be
1: uh, yep. the the huge Chunk of the cost for sure.
0: That's awesome. Well, it does sound like his time really, really well spent. Something we can do. We're doing some cool stuff there. And then the data we present to our customer, we're doing it, you know, graphically in a report kind of thing. And it's part of our pro- or part of our proposal process. Is mm-hmm. that right?
1: Yep. So we'll we'll graph it together. That'll give more of our side an idea. But that you know, we can get the the business side in and say, okay, this is the battery system we need. This is the motor we need. It just gives us an exact full picture.
2: And with that information, we can give you an accurate quote and give you a, kind of a, a, an idea of what your return on investment will be on your machine. Yep.
1: That's awesome. So, you know, yeah, with the Rising, and we can track fuel costs. We can see, you know, if fuel stays this cost, it'll take you this long to get an ROI, a positive yeah. ROI. Or, you know, if fuel cost increases, then, you know, your ROI is even less time. Yeah, and then the they can system. use
0: that data to talk to their customers about mm-hmm. the investment. And so, hey, if you buy our new electric electric machine rather than the, diesel one then it's gonna you're gonna get this return
1: we can even calculate you know the co2 that's awesome oh really Mm -hmm. yep
0: oh that's pretty amazing that's awesome well pretty innovative stuff it helps a lot
1: yeah yeah so it's uh, it's a it's It's a game changer and um it's it's really a step forward for for doing our engineering process
0: that's super cool well, that concludes episode five of our podcast, Innovating the Industrial World. Thank you all so much for joining us. If you like what you heard uh, or want to find out a little bit more, go to crossco.com, C-R-O-S-S-C-O.com. Um, the other thing you can do is leave any questions or comments uh, below. And for sure, if you like the podcast, click like, click subscribe so you know when the next episode is and you can go back and look at the other ones. Cole, Akash, thank you all so much. This is a lot of fun. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for having time. us.